Woodhouse Nissan offers a variety of SUVs and crossovers to fit your lifestyle. Whether you're looking for an SUV with high towing capability or a crossover with all-wheel drive, you can expect a variety of safety features, plenty of seating, ample cargo space, and innovative design to tackle virtually any adventure. Explore the Nissan lineup of SUVs and crossovers featuring Rogue, Rogue Sport, Kicks, Murano, Pathfinder, and Armada. Visit one of our two Nissan locations or shop online at woodhouse.com. He's a four-time tire rotation champion. When he was a baby, his first words were automatic transmission fluid. Bob's so cool, he has engine coolant running through his veins. And then there's Kyle, also known as premium unleaded. Legend has it that Kyle can change your oil with his toes and that he can tell your tire's air pressure just by how you're walking. He's Bob, he's Kyle, and every Saturday morning, they morph together to form the greatest superhero known to man, Mr. Mechanic. Check engine lights don't stand a chance. This is the Mr. Mechanic Show on 1110 KFAB. Good morning. This is Mr. Mechanic Show. It's 558-1110 is the numbers to get in so we can answer your particular questions and figure out what's going on. The lines are open, so give us a call. I'm Bob, and sitting next to me always is Kyle, here to answer your questions. We are Buchanan Service Centers, 50th and Dodge, 80th and Dodge, guaranteed breaks, 49th Avenue and Dodge. So we're on Dodge, come see us. No reason to break down. No. We're well, right here. <laughs> or you can. I yeah. Mean. Break right down right in front of the station. Cool. Yeah, Dealt well, with we've, that. we've had that happen before too. You know, and uh, with you know, here's a big deal. It gets to be 95 to 100 degrees, and all of a sudden, things are overheating. They are. And spent the whole morning working on overheating. Yeah, yeah, and that's just kind of what happens. All that, you know, it doesn't. A lot of times, it doesn't have an effect when it's 90 degrees, but yeah. when it gets that extra five to 10 degrees and gets towards that. That's the jumping off point. Yep, it's jumping off point for your hoses and water pumps and all that cotton that's uh, debris that's between the condenser and the radiator that uh, you don't see. Got to have flow if you want to go. Yep, <laughs> you too. <laughs> Got to have flow. Absolutely. And it just, it just it, a lot of times it can handle it at 78 degrees, but it just can't handle it. Nope. So. And you don't see too many batteries yet, but you will. The upcoming months, oh, yeah. it, usually the... Might be working fine, but just wait. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, we'll be here. <laughs> every time. Yeah. So make sure your fluids are full. Kind of check those hoses. You know, maybe if it gets to be 100,000 miles, you, you're going to want to... You know, get some new rubber in there. Yeah. Get some new rubber. Get some new hoses in there. You know, we are so conditioned now to everything lasting 100,000 miles that... And we don't need to open the hood for anything, um, so we don't. And we just yeah. get to that point where we neglect so much, you know. Then we're surprised. And, and then, yeah, we are kind of surprised. I, I, I don't I, understand why that happened. I, exactly. I don't get that. You know, and plugs are so good, and, you know, they go to 100, 120,000 miles. But, you know, yeah, you don't have standard tune-ups anymore, so... Yeah. Speaking of standard tune-ups, while we're on that topic, I'm mm -hmm. going to change the entire subject here. I was at the parts store this week mm -hmm. to buy a set of spark plugs for a 1962 Ford Falcon. Okay. Now, if you guys out there don't know what that is, just look up coolest car in the world. You'll find it. But, <laughs> so anyway, back to my story. So I'm at the counter, and this individual's helping me. And he's, I was like, just give me some OEM plugs and some wires, points and condenser. We'll get after it. And 
It's like, well, the OEM required plug is an iridium plug. I was like, no, it's not. Was iridium discovered in 62? <laughs> Did we even have that? <laughs> All resistor. All yeah. resistor back then, and they burnt away like crazy. That's why you changed. Every six months. That, yeah, that's why you. everybody used to come in back 30 years ago with points and plugs, points and plugs. Yeah, you, you know? kept them on hand. Yeah, because uh, the spark plugs would just burn away. Now it's uh, the iridium just lasts so much longer. You do see them burn away, but not near as much. Not near as much. Usually we replace them based on age or just the fact that you got one misfire. Well, I mean, I did a tune-up the other day, I mean, just out of maintenance, and, I mean, the car had over 200000 on it, mm-hmm. and I was like, mm-hmm. I mean, all in the name of maintenance, but, I mean, this thing was running fine. And that's what I mean. We just don't pay attention to anything. And and, uh, and I think one of the worst offenders that I see out there is uh, not checking the oil. And I've said it many, many times, oh, yeah. and... and uh, I told the customer, you need to check that oil more. And said, well, I can't be out of oil. The sticker says I still got a 1,000 miles left on the oil change. I said, it there ain't no oil. Don't work that way. <laughs> yeah, that's a suggestion at that's, this point. That's more like I can't be broke. I still have checks in my checkbook. That's It's, it's the exact same thing. Yeah. Just for a car. But you know, you got to check it because the, the alternative is walking, you know, and uh, you don't want to walk. I don't mind walking, but this heat, no. Not no, for me. That's for no. birds. Well, and you're only walking halfway to the store. Yeah. If you set out walking, that's different. But to get halfway there, you don't want to do that. And then you got to worry about getting the car. See what happens. <laughs> get it towed back. Yeah. That's never any good. You know, here's here's an interesting article, Kyle. You know, being you talk about your Falcon, um, and this is a GM move, which which may be. You know, other things might be coming around, but um, there has been some um, rumblings of the fact that GM is going to go back potentially now, potentially, and start to reproduce OEM parts on older vehicles, like let's say a '69 Chevelle. Okay. Maybe some they they might have the original dies somewhere. Maybe not, or maybe they're going to go back and make them. But there is such a a big aftermarket deal for for that. And we, oh, and we it's both, getting huge. Yeah, we both know the aftermarkets either fit great. Or they or, don't fit at all. Yeah, one of the two. But, I mean, how much extra would you pay if, if you had a factory, brand-new 2022 Fender for your classic car that you know is going to fit every time? I mean, a Fender maybe goes from 250 bucks to 600 bucks, but you figure how much less no. time that you have to mess with trying to because that's what have you have to do you have, you have to spend a bunch of time adjusting cutting hammering yep getting you, anything to fit if you could just bolt it on and call the day i mean it's it's in the end of the day it's either time or money so if you've got the yeah. time why not buy a cheap one and make it work yeah but if you just want to bolt it on and and uh go in the house and it'd be very handy for all of us guys here in the rust belt of yeah. the country yeah i mean Guys in the south and, you know, through California, I mean, they don't so much. I mean, you can go to a junkyard and find a OEM, possibly, mm-hmm. depending on the car you have. And It's full of rust. Yeah. But, I mean, down there, you got a pretty good chance of getting something. Mm-hmm. But you're going to deal with, you know, the 50, 60, 70 years of abuse it's taken. Mm-hmm. And they might be doing this in, in you know, kind of limited, limited cars, limited quantities. And, uh, you know... In the Europeans and are starting to do it a little bit, and the Japanese automakers are starting to launch their own programs at the same time. Yeah. So I mean, if you got like a 240Z, a 280Z, something like that, those are 84 know. Honda. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you had one of those out Is there. Is there one of those? 
I don't know. Probably. I would have to imagine there's still one somewhere had giving a seven, somebody a headache. I had a 79 CVCC for a while. It was great. I couldn't hardly get in and out of the thing because it was so small, but the gas mileage was amazing. Oh, I bet, yeah. Yeah. I got 12-inch <laughs> tires. I mean, uh, my lawnmower's got bigger tires on it. Yeah. Well, you had a variable Venturi carburetor. Those were fun. Uh, you know, I didn't get, I didn't have to mess with any of that. I put a clutch in it. The clutch was about the size of a saucer plate. That was about it. Yeah. <laughs> it was not very big at all. Hold and the it transmission got, in one hand. I did. Pull oh, yeah, yeah. Out. I pulled it out, put it on the ground, put it back in myself. I didn't need any extra <laughs> It was old cars are fun. <laughs> God. And we had to go mess them up. Yeah, we had to make them all complicated and put all sorts of plastic on them. So when you lift the hood, it, it looks like a just a smooth. And I was scanning an airbag system the other day, and like it was like a 2019 car. And the amount of airbag modules in that car I mean, even through the back seat, everywhere there's an airbag behind every mm-hmm. panel. Mm-hmm. There's an airbag. I mean, just shy of putting them in the headrest for the back seat people. I mean, there was airbag. Yeah, I have seen a few cars that have been in accidents where every one of them is deployed. Oh, you don't and know if you're in a wreck or a pillow fight. Yeah, you don't. You don't. And I'm surprised how many of them there are. And I was surprised that that they all came out. And you the car did. The car did not look that bad. It, what you you'd think that if they all came out that this car would just be mangled, and it wasn't. I I think they. And I mean, imagine the claim on the backside of that. I mean, the guy because I mean, just well, replacing an airbag and a steering column, you're just shy of fifteen hundred bucks, and you got to relearn the module. And I mean, now you got twelve of those gone. Yeah, but nobody went to the hospital. No. So one day at the hospital pays for that entire car and all the airbags with it. Yeah. That's that's the thinking behind that, and that's why they do it. So. Uh, I'm just, I don't want to replace that many airbags. <laughs> no, and I, I don't think they do. This car uh, was a fairly new car, and it just went straight to the salvage yard. They didn't even try to fix it. I mean, there's the right $5,000. So, yeah. All right, 558 1110s and numbers to get in. Uh, give us a call so we can help with your project. We'll be back in a bit. Coming this fall to the CW, from the creators of Marvel's X-Men comes the next chapter in the MCU, The X-Mechanics. Yeah, The X-Mechanics. Featuring your favorite mechanic mutants like Mark, the Tire Rotator. They call me the Tire Rotator. Want to know why? Um, because you can rotate tires? Well, yes, uh, that, that is why, but I can do it really fast. I don't believe people have superpowers that cool. Prove it. What do you mean? I just did. Whoa! You didn't even see me. Featuring Bob as the lubricator. They call me the lubricator. Need less friction and more heat? Well, just call me and I'll get you lubed up and ready to hit the road. Hey, uh, do you make house calls? What? No, I I mean for your car. Like an oil change. Oh. What are you thinking? <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, never mind. And who could forget everyone's new favorite me- me- mutant mechanic? Steve Buchanan stars as Captain Coolant. Captain Coolant. Hello, folks. No need to worry. Captain Coolant's here to make everything Tune in to the X-Mechanics this fall on the CW as they take on their arch nemesis, Fender Bender, and anti-freeze, and anti-freeze, anti-freeze. 
The Mr. Mechanic Show is brought to you by Buchanan Service Center. Two locations, 79th and Dodge and 50th and Dodge in Omaha. Okay, we are back on the Mr. Mechanic Show. 558-1110 the numbers to get in. We've got a few calls on the line, so let's head straight to it. Tony's got a 17 Subaru. Tony, what's going on? I got a general Subaru question for you. A year ago, I bought a set of new tires, and um, and then and then then I got a nail in the tire. And so when I when I took it in to get fixed, the nail was too far over to the side, and it had so the the tire had to be replaced. Now, I, you know, I bought the warranty, uh, you know, so that it was protected, but. Um, the tire that I bought was discontinued, and so he was. He said I had a choice: I could either buy a new set of tires, you know, or, or wait to see if they could get the other tire ordered. So the question is: if you have one of them, if you have a Subaru with the all-wheel drive, will it ruin your all-wheel drive if you have a tire that is not matching the other three? All depends on tread depth. So. The maximum you're, you're going to want to run that is about four millimeters. You'd like to have it somewhere around three millimeters. But so the, the tire's brand new. Let's just pick out a number and say they're going to be about 11 millimeters yep. uh, or, or 11 30 seconds. Excuse me, 11 30 seconds. If you're going to then try to put on a tire that's two 30 seconds, no, you, we, that, that's too much of a gap. You but have one tire going faster than the other, it'll fry your transfer case. Yeah. It, so, so if all your tires, so if you measure all your tires and they're 730 seconds, for example, and you put on a brand new tire at 1130 seconds, that's you know, only three difference, you're, you're not going to have a problem. That, so you're saying this is a matter of the depth, not, not necessarily the tread. No. It, well, I mean, your tread pattern, your tire size is all generic in yes, a sense. Yes, yes. I mean, it, you have different tread patterns and everything. Yeah. We want to know how so, much I mean, is left on the tire. Okay, so if I got a tire that had a close tread pattern, I could get something yeah. that wasn't the same model of tire. Yeah. As long as, be okay, as long as the tread pattern was, or as long no, as the depth was the same. The depth. The, the pattern depth. doesn't matter. No, you... It could be black and round. That's all it needs to be in the same size as, as all the rest of them. That's, it doesn't matter the brand, doesn't matter anything it, it, of that. It all has to do with the tread depth because when, when you turn corners, it's got to drag one wheel. And when it does that, it has a problem being able – if it drags the wheel too hard, it has a problem inside the transfer case. So that's why you want them as close as possible. There are right, some cars you. out there that you, if you ruin one, you got to have all four. Now, typically on a Subaru, if you would ruin one, we generally get just two tires, and we want to make sure they're within. I usually about three thirty seconds is about that's, as far as I'll go. It's a pretty safe tolerance. Yeah, it's just a yeah, that's a safe tolerance. I've never had a problem doing it, and you know, it's just it's just life in the big city with all wheel drive, and that's what you got to deal with. All right, thanks for clearing that up. You bet. No trouble. Yeah, and it's, it's you know, I do see that. You know, you see, hey, I just ruined a tire, and gosh, you know, these other tires, I don't want to put four on, but I just, can you do this one? You know, it's, no. Sign here. Well, <laughs> sign here, yeah, yeah. Sign away your rights because uh, the cost of four tires is maybe 450 to 750 depending on what you get. Transfer case, you're into a couple thousand. Yeah, 
So it, it's a no-brainer as to which way you go. I know you don't want to do it, but which way do you go? So, yeah. All right, we're going over to Roger. Roger's got a 06 uh, Ram diesel. Roger, what's going on? I My my batteries went out on, on the Dodge, and then I put new batteries in it. And when I hooked it up, the CD player acted like it was trying to continually load CDs, even after I shut it off. And then I, I uh, tried removing some fuses in the fuse box to see if I could eliminate that problem on that circuit. But... Uh, Whenever I then I hooked later on I hooked up the the cables again on the the battery, backed it into a different location where I could work on it, and when I got out and I was disconnecting the cables on the positive charge of one of the batteries, the the metal that you or the clamp that you clamp down on the terminal was actually hot. Okay, so it's drawing a fair amount of amps through there. Yes. Yeah. I'm guessing it's short of something or... Yeah, or, or that thing is just continually going back and forth and back and forth. It, more than likely, you shocked it just a little bit. Um, I guess the... So this is a multi-disc changer. Yeah. Um, is there CDs in the radio? Yes. There is. Will it eject them? I tried disconnecting all the fuse for the radio. Okay, but will it? Can you get the CDs out of the radio? Um, I guess I could try. Okay, I've never tried that yet. As, I mean, I haven't necessarily seen it on this particular model of vehicle, but some of them. I mean, when they lose power, I mean, they kind of go through that because they don't know what they're doing. And mm -hmm. if you can eject what's in there or put a CD in there so it can run a function, sometimes it'll clear up. Other times it won't. Yeah, it's just confused. It doesn't know what state of should I be taking them in, should I be putting them out, and and changing the batteries just kind of freaked it out a little bit. So, uh, okay. so what I would go back since it's a Dodge, uh, you know, a Ram, I, I would go back and 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 take your cables, make sure that they're super clean on the inside of the cable and on the battery. They probably are on the battery. Make sure they're super clean on the inside of the battery cable, because they'll get that black arcing corrosion in there, and it'll make a bad connection. So there might be something of that getting low voltage to that sure. radio causing an issue, and it's saying, well, I don't have 12 volts. I only got 7, and I don't know what to do, and that's what's causing your problem. So it's, it's a big problem with, with Chrysler products where they have that arcing in there, so make sure you do that. When you take the cables off, I think I'm probably also going to hold them together too. Let every so, module go to sleep. Let every module go to sleep on both batteries. Hold them together, you know, either wrap them with tape or whatever. Let them sit for five minutes and then put them on each individual and then see if that solves your problem. If not, I I, I agree with Kyle. Let's start taking them up, the CDs out, see if we can get it back to a base. And mm -hmm. what about there also there also may be codes in the, there also may be codes in the computer too that are that are need to be cleared out before it can return back to its normal function. So you're saying disconnect the positive and negative terminals on both batteries and yeah. then put them back on. Yeah. yeah. After, you know, disconnect them, hold them together, each one, you know, do, that way it's 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 putting every module back to sleep and starting, it's rebooting the computer. That's what it's doing. 
no different than rebooting or shutting your laptop down and redoing it again. That's what we're trying to do. Um, okay. The last thing is is that a lot of uh, Chrysler product, Dodge products, um, the things won't work properly until you clear the codes. Mm-hmm. Uh, for example, a taillight bulb goes out, you put a new bulb in there, and it still won't work. Well, you haven't cleared the code in the computer for it to tell it that you did it, and it's okay. So that may be one other thing that you got to do is, is have a scanner hooked up to it and see what kind of body codes you have in there. And if you've got radio codes, you might have to clear that out. So okay. there's two, three things to try. Okay, well, thank you very much. You, you bet. bet. Let us know. Appreciate the call. All right, we're going to take a quick break on the Mr. Mechanic Show. We'll be back in a bit. All right, we are back at the Mr. Mechanic Show. 558-1110 is the numbers to get in. We're going to head back to the lines and uh, get some more calls done. With Andy, 05 Silverado. Andy, what's going on? Yeah, hey, man. Uh, I got an 05 Silverado uh, crew cab, uh, Z. And she's a... Uh, I'm, uh, I've had the truck for maybe five months, bought it as a work truck, and I've already, underneath, I've had some problems. There's a lot of rust under there. I've had to replace both leaf spring shackles, uh, the fuel tank straps rusted out, the brackets rusted out on it, and uh, I'm just kind of worried, uh, am I going to be driving down the highway in this and pretty much uh, drop through the bottom? You know, there's just a lot of rust on it, and the bottom, is there any kind of thing I can do to, as a preventative, you know, to stop the rust? I mean... You look underneath it, it, it's almost like it was sitting in a in a lake for a year. Yeah. Might a good Nebraska truck we got here. Yeah. And it might have been, too, yep. depending yep. where you bought it at. Um, generally, I bought it in Count the Bluff. Oh, okay. Oh, All right. Well. <laughs> generally, they, they'll, they'll rust over top of the of the boxes. We, we all know that. And they'll rust at the uh, the rockers. Well, the, the, yeah. rain, the frames don't have too much problem rusting through. The it's not out of the realm of possibility. No, I mean if you got leaf spring shackles and stuff like that going, I mean, get it in and get a good look at underneath yeah. there. I mean if it's the kind of rust that I'm thinking it is, where it just flakes off and falls apart in your hand. Yeah, I mean yeah, it's a lot of surface rust. You aren't going to get any kind of a snake oil chemical that you're going to spray on that and prevent no. it from happening. Once where you're at is where you're at. Pretty much. And anything you're going to put on there. Because uh, uh, just shy of taking the entire thing down to the frame, I mean, you're not going to cover the entire frame enough to seal it. No, you're no. going to get water inside no. and whatever undercoating you're going to put on there is going to fall off. Yeah, find your worst spot and get a big screwdriver. See if it goes through. It, it, that's a, a really good test. Um, you know, maybe even okay. a little hammer behind it and see. You know, because you should be able to take a screwdriver and a hammer to a good frame and not poke through it at all. Now, when you do this, wear safety glasses. Yeah. Yeah, because it's going to be some rust coming at you. You know how many cars I slid under and put an impact on something and my whole head's covered in dirt? Yeah. And and the biggest thing that you're going to want to look at um, is your brake lines. Because back in that era of truck, the, the brake lines would just rust away terribly. And front Well, side, luckily the brakes are strong. All I've had to do is put pads on it, and the engine's pretty strong. So. Good, good. But, but the brake lines yeah. look good? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, somebody's maybe already done them for you. That's I a possibility. If, if not, look at those real well because those have a tendency that the one that goes front to back next to the frame over top of the gas tank is the most common one. Uh, but the okay. you know the right front, left front, and the ones in the back are not very far behind most of the time either. And the good thing about that is they make kits now. Before you used to have to make them, make them and bend them and. 
do everything by hand. Now they just make a, a kit in three pieces and it, it comes apart pretty easily. So no, you just kind of, yeah, do a good thorough inspection. That way you're not putting too much money into a car that's going to go to the salvage yard. I mean, that's the, uh, because of the rust. Well, gotcha. All right, man. Well, that uh, does make me feel a little bit better. Uh, I'll do the screwdriver trick, and uh, I'll follow sure. up with you guys maybe this next week. Yeah, yeah sounds good. Know. Appreciate the call. Yeah, you just you don't know. And that screwdriver t- trick, it looks so great on the outside. looks so smooth, and you start digging with a screwdriver a little bit, and next thing you know, it goes straight through and go, oh. Yeah. wonder when that was. That hole was coming. Yeah. All you did was bring it to the forefront. All right, we're going to head over to Sam. Sam's got a 2012 GMC Terrain. Sam, what's going on today? Hey, uh, thanks for taking the call. I've got a vehicle here. I've had it for about four years. Ever since I had it, when I started up, it, it idles a little heavy, and then it'll sort of even out and, you know, business as usual. In the last week or so, whenever I started up, there's this heavy, like, it almost sounds like an exhaust issue um, that sort of gargles, and then once I get it up to, it, it runs for, you know, any. 60, 90 seconds, it kind of evens out again. Any idea what's going on there? So are you hearing, is it more of a vibration kind of feel, or are you hearing like a kind of a rattle? Uh, it's it's uh, it's not a vibration. Well, it's, it's, I guess it's heavy. You can feel the vibration. It just sounds like some, it's working really hard. Um, it, it, like it really does sound like a, an exhaust issue, but it's coming from the front uh, by the front axles there. Okay. Right. Well, heavy means a lot of different things. That, that's the reason we're asking the question. So, um, GMC terrain, two things come to my mind. Yep. If you're thinking exhaust leak, they crack exhaust manifolds. Yep, manifold if, for sure. You know, kind of where my brain headed first is timing chain tensioners. Mm-hmm. And and the phasers that are on the front because mm-hmm. you're. The the description of heavy, uh, you can go several different ways. Maybe that's vibrating. Maybe your motor mounts are bad. Um, therefore, the engine's just kind of sitting there and just kind of rattling on there. But uh, they don't do a lot of engine mounts with those. those. Not very many. And it goes so. away fairly quickly within a minute. You yep, and it, and it goes away. And then it, as long as my engine's warm, when I go to start it back up again, it's normal. But if it sits for a while and it's cold engine, uh, at startup, then it, it does the whole sequence all over again. But once I get going, yeah. uh, the noise disappears. There's none of that heavy, heavy idling or anything like that. Check engine light on? Nope. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm back to where I started. So am you I. Know, I'm going to look at that exhaust manifold really good, pull that heat shield off of there. They crack right down the middle. Yeah. And once the okay. engine gets hot, then it'll shrink up or expand yeah. and seal your leak. Seal your leak. Yep. Also, okay. you know, get it cold. Get your head underneath that hood. See if you can kind of determine where it's coming from. Is it timing chain rattle? Is it on you know on the left side of your engine when you're underneath the hood? You know. Um. Yeah. Okay. Kind of get underneath the hood and have somebody else start it and see if you can kind of narrow down where it's coming from. Yeah, when it's cold. All right. I, I kind of think you got some phasers and timing chains. Is kind of what yeah, it sounds like exactly. to me because those are the most common things that go there. And then once it warms up and everything starts moving again, then it. They're all oil pressure driven. Once yep. the car sits, all that oil drains yep. out of them, yep. and then it can't get the oil in there fast enough, or the tolerances are too great. And once it runs, it goes away. Yeah. Uh, okay. All right. Sounds good. Check that right. out. Let us know. Appreciate the call, Sam. All right, we're going to head over to one more call. Uh, Jake's got a Subaru tire problem on an all-wheel drive. Go, go ahead, Jake. 
Well, I don't really have a problem. I got some info. The uh, There was a caller a couple, three guys back with a Subaru, same thing. Sure. Uh, my wife, when we've got a, a legacy, it's uh, not the Outback, but the the actual car, uh, sport model with 18-inch wheels, so it's like low-profile tires, and she mm-hmm. tore the side out of one on a curb right. when it, it had like, you know, 15,000, 20,000 miles on the thing. So I went through the same exact scenario. You know, I measured them, and I've forgotten they were 9 or 10, 30 seconds on the other tires. And I sure didn't want to buy new ones. So I looked for a tire of the identical size, and there's a, you know, a specialty tire shop. You know, I won't name them. I think they're on military. And the guy said, no, you want the same exact breed, the same model tire and everything. So you can actually look online. I've bought stuff, you know, like from Tire Rack, Wheels and Tires Online. But I went, you know, just Googled, and there's a company, and they're, you know, I think it was through eBay, but it's a specific company that sells guaranteed used tires, you know, and you tell them mm-hmm. what, what tread depth you want. And, yep. you know, I said, well, I'd like 10, 30 seconds on a, I've forgotten if it was a Bridgestone or what it was. And, heck, it was here in like two days. And, you know, these guys put it on and balanced it. And, you know, I'm up to like 40,000 miles on those tires now, and it's still nowhere near the wear bars. I'd say they're probably... You know, six thirty seconds now still. Right, right. So you can you can get you know the only thing is if you're in a hurry. You know, we had another car and right. so sure. letting letting it sit for a couple three days wasn't any big deal. But uh, no, you can get used tires online and guaranteed. You know, it had a radial patch in it, but it's it's you know identical to the ones on the car. That's interesting. With the age of the internet, you can and who knows where it was shipped from. You know, Ohio. California. Yeah. I mean, it's it's it is kind of interesting that you can find the tread depth and everything you want on the internet. It, well, and you, just and have to you look. think you know when when somebody wrecks a car, you know, even if you total a car, there's an awful awful lot of perfectly good parts on there. Somebody oh, sure. salvage that and you know sell them off. Yep. I wouldn't want to be that tire guy that you know they get the order in. It's oh, I need a Bridgestone with ten thirty seconds. <laughs> He's got to run. Give up me and, a minute. Uh, He's back well, there it, in a pile, just going <laughs> through them all with a <laughs> running up and down the aisles. <laughs> yeah, this 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 thing is you know it's it's identical to the others you know, and they sell a bunch of them. It looks wow. like they're you know just but through eBay, but maybe they yeah. sell other ways too. But. Might might be that's well that's good information. I I just can envision a. A million foot square house, you know, yeah. building holding all these tires of of used stuff that goes in and out. But yeah, that's that's not a bad idea. That's it's uh, if there's a way, if there's a will, there's a way. But uh, that's that's good information. Alrighty, appreciate it, Jake. Appreciate the call. You betcha. All right. Yeah, I want a I want a Goodyear LS with. I'm gonna look it up and I'm gonna call the guy. I know what you're going to say. You want I need a Ford? G20 bias ply with a three-inch white wall with 430 seconds on it. <laughs> and I'm going to hold. Coming right up. I'm going to hold right now. All right, 558-1110 the numbers to get in. We're going to take a quick break. Give us a call. All right. All right, we are back on the Mr. Mechanic Show. We are Buchanan Service Center, 50th and Dodge, 80th and Dodge, and guaranteed brakes. 
49th Avenue in Dodge. And we're doing work right now, even though it's going to be 100 today. But it's going to be better soon. So we live for 100 degrees days, don't we? Yeah. Somehow we live through them. If somehow we live through them. Well, there's always a cold shower at night, you know? Yeah. So here's a here's an interesting article, I thought. It's going to be, and I'm not sure how you pronounce this, Amrock or Am, Amrock or something like that. It's it's going to be a new Volkswagen pickup truck. Oh, God. Full based, size? No, it's, it's, it's going to be based off of the uh, Ford Ranger. Ah. And I did read something uh, months and months and months ago that uh, Ford and Volkswagen had a project together. And uh, this is the... Sounds like a good horror movie. <laughs> this is what they, <laughs> this is what it was produced. You know, the new Ranger seemed like a pretty good car. I, and yeah. I, I've, I've serviced a few of them. I, I love the Ranger truck that we got. It just, it just goes and goes and don't need any, doesn't need any service. Oh, yeah, they're durable. It, you know, brakes, battery, tires, that's it. It's all. Uh I just wonder, and, and Volkswagens used to do this with Dodge. And when, when Volkswagen wanted a minivan, it, then it would be a Dodge said, hey, buy this, put your badging on it. And uh, it was always so confusing when they wanted a vo- oil change and you lifted up the hood and everything is Dodge or Ram. Yeah. It's like, uh, okay. Saturn was like that. You never lift a hood on a Saturn, find a Honda engine. Yeah, oh, yeah. You know, <laughs> I've, I've, got a, I've got a friend that's got one of those. Yeah. He's got a Saturn view with a Honda engine and transmission, and um, it just gives him absolutely no problems. Oh, they're and great. They're better than the Saturn was. They're way better than the Saturn was. And uh, I kind of commented to him, if you had the original Saturn engine and transmission. It wouldn't be here. Wouldn't be here. But, uh, <laughs> it would be in a, it'd be in the salvage yard. But since you got a Honda engine and transmission in there, which they did for just a few years. They run great. But yeah, he just loves it. You and open it just that goes hood and... Goes. and- it was a quick project. I yeah. mean, looking at the intake tube, it comes off one end of the engine, wraps clear around it almost twice, and then it you was. got your air filter box. Like, they was. really had to put some quick thought into this. You're right. You're right. And uh, but, but, you know, it was the one to have, but you just didn't know it was the one to have. Yeah. Somebody did. Keep a timing belt in there. you got a good car. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so here's another interesting article, I thought, out of Germany. So this particular, a court has determined that the driver should pay a normal fine for running a light. Uh, But if you own a big SUV or truck like that, you get a bigger fine. Well, yeah, I mean, you got an inertia factor in there and, you know, your collision is potentially going to be a lot worse yeah. i get it so you if you if you paid uh it said here if you paid normal for a hundred dollar fine if you drove an suv you get a two hundred dollar fine i get it so i i get the theory yeah. behind it but everybody drives an suv don't they it's most part i don't know uh, not everybody there, i mean you, well not everybody you but weird little taxi cabs that you know. It's yeah. I, I suppose in that area, maybe they're having more problems with that. It just over here, I, I, it used to be, you know, seventy thirty split with cars. Now it's the other way around. Yeah, everybody's got an SUV of some yeah. kind. Yeah. So is it uh, is it because we're trying to have the bigger guys drive a little better, mm-hmm. or are we trying to double our income? I don't know. You know, and that brings up a good question to me. And I was thinking about this the other day. I was watching a demolition derby on TV, which is not as exciting as they are in person. Oh yeah, agreed. But still, I'm going to watch it. But we're running out of big 
giant boats from the 70s and 80s to enter in these demolition derbies. Yeah. I mean, so. I think that's why they turned it to school buses, didn't they? Yeah, they got school buses, they got combines, they got cars with boat trailers on them. I mean, they're just about campers, but. Bigger targets. Where are we going to be in 15 years? I mean, is the demolition derby going to go away? I hope not. Well, I I suppose they all kind of compact, so when you go your Saturns and your uh, Teslas and. I don't want to enter a demolition derby in a Prius. No. 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 I mean, there's going to be a guy out there with like a 2010 Suburban. And I'm just a ramp. He's gunning for you. That's what he's doing. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> he's slowing down so he can hit you. That's what he's but doing. But I mean, if we have a Tesla demolition derby, I mean, what's going to kill these cars? Uh, they don't got a radiator. I mean, is it going to ground true, out? True. And, well, you know, fry guess, the guy and the drivers? I guess it runs for an extra couple hours until the battery runs dead. I mean, that's an enduro at well, best. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right. You got a three day demolition derby. Yeah. All right, we're going to head over to the call. one last call. Nick, Nick's got an 18 Toyota RAV4. Nick, what's going on? Yeah, I took my car to the dealer the other day, and they mentioned that I, uh, I don't know, they used to call it a throttle body or something around the, I'm, I'm carboned up, I guess, a little bit. And right. they wanted to do something to clean that up to, I'm, I'm, can't remember everything. No problem. So they want to clean your throttle plates. Yeah. So what they're asking, yeah, uh, what, so all the air that goes into the engine has to go through those throttle plates, and they want to clean that air uh, to kind of clean all that up, get all of the air. It's a metered orifice leak that they want that airflow to get back in there. Get you a good idle. Yeah. And they might also want to do an, an induction cleaning. So if they do, then uh, let's also do that because. It gets really dirty in there. The air filter doesn't catch at all. So, yeah, it's 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 a thing. It's what you do. It makes it run better. Get your motor clean. Yep. Thank you. You bet. All right, Kyle, that's it. That was a quick, fast hour. Yeah. All right. Have to Five. move these two hours. 558-1110 <laughs> Five, the numbers to get in next week. Get in early so we can answer your questions, get you back on the road. I'm Bob. Kyle. See you then. Woodhouse Nissan offers a variety of SUVs and crossovers to fit your lifestyle. Whether you're looking for an SUV with high towing capability or a crossover with all-wheel drive, you can expect a variety of safety features, plenty of seating, ample cargo space, and innovative design to tackle virtually any adventure. Explore the Nissan lineup of SUVs and crossovers featuring Rogue, Rogue Sport, Kicks, Murano, Pathfinder, and Armada. Visit one of our two Nissan locations or shop online at woodhouse.com.